Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Oh, hello, world. Welcome aboard, all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet. Ah, we're live. It's a wonderful day on the planet called Earth, home Gaia, Sophia, Sophia, AI, illusional, delusional, misinformation, information, disinformation. It is us. We are the Ascension Center, Ohana Ascension Center organization and the Ace Folk Life History group. We have come together on July 3rd. This is the day before July 4th, the day Independence Day that we celebrate in our wonderful country made in USA, the United States of America. We proudly show up and claim we are proud to be an American. And so for a special edition of the world on July 4th, we have our illustrious director of eight years of co-director uh, ship with me, Teresa J. Thurman Morris. I'll be your host today. I prefer T.J. Morris. That's my name I used in the International Bluegrass Music Association, IBMA, Broadcast Music Incorporated, BMI, and CMI, CMA, Alpha, CMA, Country Music Awards. No, Country Music Association. I never got an award. Although, you know, I am a singer-songwriter, for those of you that may remember from many, many years ago. Back in the day when I was strutting around trying to be a singer-songwriter and going in and out of places in Birmingham, Alabama, when there was uh, before the band called Alabama that used to babysit for me at the pools uh, table at the Morris house. My name is Morris, by the way. They were called, am I allowed to say it? Probably not. Confederate Railroad. That's how old I am. Now, a lot of y'all may or may not know that, but uh, I was born and bred in Monroe, Louisiana, raised in Houston, Texas. Moved to Alabama, go to University of Alabama, and uh, after that, I joined the military, and it's been a good life. But prior to that, I was in Houston, married my high school sweetheart, and had a good life thanks to Chris Craft and other beings that were all passed over now. So we're going to talk about life and death today and how ascension affects all of us with love, light, liberty, life, just being human. Now, I'm a woman, but I've asked director Michael Lee Woods of Tennessee, where he was born and bred. You may notice that we both have a southern accent, and he really sets mine off. So uh, I beg your pardon, all of you uh, great linguists out there and those that uh, are not familiar with the American way of life, but we are cultural. We love uh, our culture, our American culture, and there are some speech differences 
in America. And I have no clue what we're talking about today because this is God's day. This is the day we reset. On Sundays, we do our prayer and meditation. We go to church, our Sunday go to meetings, and this is ours. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Michael Lee Woods and let him say a little of uh, his life and introduction and see if he can hold his own because he has been a radio host uh, for many years uh, prior. And he's back today to support me and us and our Ace Folk Life. So here we go, folks. Michael <clears throat> Lee Woods. <laughs> Hello, PJ. It's uh, good. It's good to be here, uh, and yes, for those of you listening, this is the way I talk on a normal day, so uh, not much I can do about the accent, nor would I want to, really. Uh, as she's already told you, I was born and raised in Tennessee, uh, moved to Missouri for four years, but uh, my dad decided he was tired of not being able to see a hill. He was tired of flat land, so we moved back to Tennessee where he could see a hill, Uh which made for a lot of fun when you're trying to ride a bicycle and it's uphill everywhere you're going. Uh, ah. I'm in West Tennessee. Uh, it's hilly here. Now, if you get a little further east, it's a little more mountainy. So it's a little more mellow here than it is in East Tennessee. But uh, anyway, uh, I've been acquainted with TJ for the last eight years or so, give or take a day or two. And... Uh, uh, I spent a little time in the military myself. Uh, I'm currently working a day job and trying to make a little extra money as an artist now. Uh, I'm a traditional artist. I work in oil, acrylic, pen and ink, a little bit of watercolor, but I still have a long way to go in watercolor and pastel. So that's really about all the interesting stuff about me. Nothing other than the more. fact that I did, well, I have a weird accent, but other than that, I mean, I really can't think of anything else. Well, I can't. What do you? It. Y'all can hear it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you talk tar- totally normal where you live. Is that not true? I don't know. That's There's some people that comment on my accent even here. But <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help it. This is the way I talk. Well, you're obviously an educated man. What were you interested in in school? You told me you took a test and you were considered above average, at least highly intelligent in some ways, although not to brag, but you are extremely intelligent. You just don't sound like it, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's the fun part. That's where this accent can be fun because people think you're really stupid and then you can blow them out of the water. But uh, You and Travis Taylor. I did a I did a couple of years at uh, Bethel College in McKenzie where I was uh, I had a double major in religion and philosophy, but unfortunately I hit my rebellious stage a little late in life, so uh, I ended up having to join the working world <laughs> to try to make ends meet, and uh, that pretty much brings us to where we're at now. I've been working, and now I've been started painting and doing a little art, and now I've reconnected with you, so we're doing this stuff here again. <laughs> I'm doing this. Yep, we're doing this stuff here again. Yep, I seen him when he done it, 
at the place where he was at. That's what we say. Now, <laughs> folks, if you don't get that, you're not an English teacher, and that's okay. All right. Well, I didn't fill out what the show was about today other than the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. <laughs> I've got uh, – we share the universal life, spreading the universal love, light, liberty life. Interesting. So we're sharing art, culture, education today with our co-directors, Michael E. Woods and Teresa J. Thurman Morris. Now, we are co-directors, meaning we're going to do our best to monitor – a spoke life for the United States of America um, through hopefully archiving uh, various shows such as this one today, 10 years under our belt doing auth- authoring and oral <laughs> I can't speak today oral reports and uh, we bring people on and share their life stories. But on Sundays, we do uh, seriously our Sunday go-to meeting and talk about uplifting things because in the South, we have a lot of churches, actually all over the United States of America. But uh, Independence Day weekend and Made in the USA mm-hmm. coming back here on July 3rd, you know, it's all about how we can be better than we have been in the past because that's what Americans do. So I guess what we need to do is talk about how we can make the world a better place. Now, universal life is spreading around the universe, and a lot of people don't understand the difference and why we have this one world uh, philosophy, but yet we have all these world religions. And so I have studied a lot about world religions or wrote a few books there about and you can get them on lulu or books on amazon Teresa j morris if you will if you're interested but uh michael a lot of people already know about me and my books uh although i don't really talk about them that much so i'm going to do my best to put up one of my websites but i'm running american communications online it's a holding company out there and i've tried several nonprofits over the years and we've got a lot of federal identification numbers and it's just hard to raise money for any kind of projects in the world but we're going to have a convention we have one once a year and we've been laying off because of COVID-19 so we're going to have to gear back up this year we usually we have it around Halloween have a nice big party for dressing up and you know being silly and all that so we're going to try to do one Tennessee is the home of the Ace Folk Life with Kentucky the center and the heart of America so we were born and bred at Ace Folk Life, actually, from uh, putting it together as a brand in Beaver Dam, Ohio County, Kentucky. And, uh, of course, Tennessee claimed and wanted the uh, larger where we had had Star Trek. So somehow, even though we had the events at the Ohio County Fairgrounds in uh, Hartford, uh not Hartford, Hartford, Kentucky, you know, uh, we had friends and music and radio, and they wanted it to be in Tennessee, and, you know, that's where Nashville was, so I would drive. We would do some of our television shows with uh, Dr. Uh, Mercer with uh, IBMA and International Bluegrass Music Association and all of Ohio County putting together the Bill Monroe Foundation. I have a, I'm a charter member of that on the plank in that organization and it became something else i'm not sure what it became after i left but uh i've been uh left doc mercer was still tending the horses and still singing 
and had the television show, and uh, we were sending all our music and, you know, taking it down to Nashville to produce it and get it on television shows. And most of them were, like, uh, very popular around the world. But uh, Michael is more of an artist rather than a singer, so I'm not going to – did you ever sing in church, though, Michael? Let's talk a little bit. We're going to do art, culture, and education and life in America. So, you know, from our point of view, folks, John Q. Public, so did you ever sing in church? Very quietly. (laughs) Okay. So you're not in the choir, not one to get on – up on front of everybody, holding a pimnol in front of your my mom, community. My mom was a singer in in the family. I cannot sing. I can carry okay. a tune, but it's not it's not a pleasant it's not pleasant to hear. So you were anybody take music at all in school? I was in the band, but that's about it. Really? What what uh, what year and what did you play? All four years, I was. I was in the band. I spent one year in the band. That's a long story. As to why it was only one, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I was in the. I was in the. I was in the drum corps. That's. Ah, you got to bang on the drum. Were you a snare drummer? I I can play drums a little. I got stuck on the cymbals though, so I, I was. I was. Oh I was my pretty, I was pretty unnoticeable even then. Oh, yeah, that's a rough one. You mean out of the whole band, they told? Uh, did you not have a choice? You got placed on cymbals. Yeah, I didn't really get. Yeah, I, I really didn't have a choice. That's just where they told. Oh, that's a rough one. Now, you I, I was practicing, now I was practicing on the tuba a little bit, and I can play that a very very little now. I don't even. I couldn't even remember how to finger the notes now if I would pick up a tuba but Wow. Oh my goodness. So, so you you didn't learn how to read music then? I can I can read music. I just really? can't sing very well. How did you learn to read music if you weren't in choir and you really didn't well, okay, I guess you said you played tuba a little bit. But did you watch the music music you played with the band, uh, you know, and then hit when you know to know when to hit the cymbal, or how do you read music? Yeah. The same way I learned how to paint, just uh, anything I could find on the subject, I'd start reading it. So you so, read about music? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't, well, remember, I don't remember the names of the books, but they had some. Uh, not real. Uh, I don't want to say they were paper. Well, I mean they were, you know, paperback, but it wasn't. I mean it wasn't a thick book. They were real thin. It was stuff they had, you know, in the band room, and I would, I, would, I read every one of those I could find, and and but it, that's that's really the extent of my uh, music, other than singing while I paint. But anybody that heard okay. me doing that, they think I was strangling the cat or something. So. Still have churches in America, and a lot of people still actually, even after COVID-19. Now, this is your Sunday go-to meeting for all of you out there that know me, T.J. Morris, in music. You know, I've cut CDs, DVDs, records, and I was on the back at Muscle Shoals. We'd show up and sing, backup singer for Muscle Shoals, and Candy Staten and 
I've been on a couple of tunes that were very famous and uh, very famous musicians and hung out with a lot of famous people. I had a very good life in music. It was a wonderful time. So my ministry, Tracy J. Morris Ministries, began as music and then promised people I would keep my faith and keep the light on for those that want to feel better and use the better part of your brain, the 31% that we don't use all the time to be positive and enlighten ourselves. So I formed the Ascension Center organization, but I was actually uh, ordained in a gold pyramid by Unity Church in Houston, Texas back in 1984. And Steve Halpern remembered me. He's been on our radio show here. He's the actual godfather of music uh, for our Ascension Age, but we called it New Age at the time because that was what was happening. He plays beautiful piano. I'll have Stephen back on sometime, and God bless him if he's still alive. I don't even know Stephen Halpern or he's still alive out there. Now, he's been over in California. God bless him. So he will have musicians on again. I've just been shirking my duties in the world and not showing up the way that I could have, would have if I'd... Uh, what was that song? I'm thinking of Whataburger. <laughs> yeah, the jingle, Whataburger. I had to show up and sing a commercial. Whataburgers, Whataburger could be, burgers should be, if you cooked it at home. <laughs> Did you ever hear that? <laughs> that jingle, uh, I don't have a then again, then again, I don't uh, have cable. I just watch DVDs. Uh, well, this was a long time things. ago. Yeah, I was in Houston at the, in one of the recording studios when I was a little girl. I was young, but I had to show up. The girl didn't – they were having a feud between the recording – I don't even know what recording studio they did that in, come to think of it. I remember they were coming out with these uh, – the recording music, uh, all these great speakers back then because mm-hmm. in music it was a really big thing. I, I wish I could remember all that history. I've, folks, I've lived so many lives, it seems like, in one life. Unbelievable, but some of the best uh, equipment back then. But these were great things happening then. But Whataburger, if you cooked it at home, <laughs> so uh, we uh, I had to sing that. And uh, there, uh, there was other girl, of course, that was on radio and got all the you know attention. It was really her that people remember, not people like me. We don't the people in the background never get we never get no respect. But we're part of the part of the background that you never hear about. I mean, that's some of the people we would like to have on in the future if you want to tell your life story or those people that were around and remember things. And lately, the Elvis Presley movies come out, and a lot of people are happy, say it's a really good show. So I asked uh, to talk about that a little bit. But Michael, uh, being an artist, he can talk about the art and education and uh, music we'll dabble into with other people, and that's okay. We can't all be perfect but uh now i want to ask you do you know travis taylor uh uh michael he talks like you just because he talks like you but he's alabama boy he does a big load skinwalker skinwalker ranch i've heard the name but i'm familiar with the name but i don't know him personally no travis taylor yeah he's been on tv a lot lately at least in Las Vegas on Channel 8, but uh, talking with, uh, who was he talking with? Somebody introduced him. Introduced him. 
Well, uh, I remember when I met him at MidSouthCon uh, convention in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. You're in Tennessee. It brings to mind that voice, your voice and your location. But with Ace Folk Life History, folks, we're going to study just about everything with Ascension Center Ohana, which is out of Ohana, the family spirit. And we've got that from me being in Hawaii. And my daughter uh, lived there with me, Gigi, and she's passed over. So in her honor, I told the children I would keep up. And I did file a federal number for Ascension Church Ohana. And I've got Ascension Center Organization number two. And I've got Ascension Cosmos Oracles. So I've just been doing different things, different years, and trying to bring it all together because I just can't do everything as like I used to could, like an entrepreneur and make everything happen because it's not the energy that doesn't want to hold itself. It's there. It's in writing. It's words. It's uh, energy holding itself, whether it's, you know, art, culture, education, science, technology. But this was about our spirits. And so we're going to talk about all that. And Mid-South Con, the conference there, they don't even have it at the Hilton anymore, but I do still get, I'm in that organization and I'm still in the Society of Professional Journalists senior in that so paid my dues for july for the whole year so I'll, i'm coming back out this was michael inspired me to uh, get back out and go back to work for the public here in cyberspace culture so i'd appreciate it if y'all could help me build it if you want to come on and talk to us and let me know and i'll start opening the chat room again uh let me see if i can do that while i'm here i'll have to teach michael how to co-host on here it says it's connecting, folks, so if you want to come on, I'll go ahead and start the chat room, so I'm in it. If you want to show up, talk to me, TJ T Radio, you'll see my picture there in the chat room for all you people out there that weren't expecting me today in spirituality. Uh, so I guess I'm going to go back to work. So it's open now, folks. You can chat with me if you want. And, uh, Michael, I know you don't know how to get in the chat room on your computer, but are you close to your computer where you I'm can go see if you have buried under a ton of stuff again, but I'm uh, Well, why don't you go over there, and we'll try to educate you on how to begin with us today. This is your life, and you're queen for a day. <laughs> no, king for a day, I'll say. <laughs> on the world's chessboard of Ascension Center Ohana, because that's what it says. So we took Ascension Center Organization and Ascension Church Ohana and made it Ascension Center Ohana, Ace Folk Life History. Now, we work with the Smithsonian for learning the rules and cutting and pasting those of how we were to do uh, talk to people, especially up in the Appalachians, and how we would learn about how they wrote their music and played their sound, and how the, through the history and heraldry of our wonderful world of people coming over to America, and we're all Heinz 57. I'll keep talking while you're getting ready and trying to get online. Okay, <laughs> if you can get online and go to Blog Talk Radio and then get in. Go to TGMRC T Radio, but let's see if you can get. I sent you an uh, email, so maybe you can just get online on your computer. Like, I'm going to teach you. As soon as I get consultant up, I'll get over there. Okay, and then we'll get you into the chat room, and you can talk to me on there. So, folks, while uh, you know, we're training him to, even though he's done radio and things, and he has 
he has interviewed some very famous people that have passed over, like Stanton T. Friedman in our UFO world, because our church, I saw an alien church today on my Facebook. Facebook's the number one place to go, and uh, if you want to promote something, that's apparently the number one place. I heard it on CNN today, <laughs> one of those <laughs> – you know what they say of all the all of us out there, but I, since I am one again, I'm paying my dues and I'm back after retirement. I guess I'm coming out of retirement today. To it's not just going to be a hobby anymore. Unfortunately, a lot of us Americans are having to go back to work, and this is what I do. I help people in the Ascension Center organization and American Communications Online and Broadcast Media News Publishing. And my hobby is Ace Folk Life History. So we have uh, the Historical Society, and we help artists and uh, visual and performing artists. And I'm going to keep that going now. And my veterans are the ones that helped me get that going. And that was Joint Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Coast Guards here in America. And now we add the UFO Secret Space Force, or what we call UAP Associates. But, you know, it's uh, – Unidentified flying objects are unidentified anomalous phenomena or unidentified aerial phenomena. So it's too new, although it's not, literally not, but the thing is people aren't used to having that ring off their ears. So uh, we're using the acronym like we've done and been trained in the military and online uh, here, keeping up cyberspace culture. The history of the computers and the Internet is very important, as is the history of humankind, and we share both uh, because we are a Sunday go-to-meeting church and radio show. And a lot of people have had radio shows helping people spiritually and in religious churches, and we're a non-denominational universal life out of Modesto, California. Yes, I am a bona fide member and uh, ordained, and I have the papers to prove it, and uh, I'm also an ordained minister in the state of Florida where I live, and uh, then a chaplain, well, a military chaplain, I guess you could say helping those pass over, like my husband, the military, helping our veterans pass over, and uh, now I've been a caregiver, and so is Michael. One thing that uh, the universe supplied, and this, we have challenges, and a lot of us don't understand why it seems bad things happen to good people. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, even though it's Independence Day happy and stuff. But, you know, folks, everything, when you're it's just like everything can be good or bad, that's the lesson for today. Just let me know, Michael. You'll just have to say, okay, I'm in the chat room. Well, it, it's got it's got me trying to log into the chat room, so I, I'm it's the computer's arguing with me about things, but I, I'm. Well, getting... But you're new, so I wanted you to tell me how. So you went to your computer, folks. Let's do this together. Those of you that can listen. It's arguing with me about a username. I'm getting there. So okay, well, maybe. That's a, yeah, I hear you. Okay, so one, yeah, so let's talk about that, Michael, while we're here today, folks. And our uh, radio on church, for all you metaphysicians out there, we're metaphysical church. 
And we teach you, we're educators, and we're going to teach you what we know if we know it and we know that we can teach. I'm a bona fide teacher type. Um, it's been taking me way, way off the. Well, you need to probably log into Blog Talk and, and let them know who you are. And this is something about the computer age we're going to talk about, even on Sundays, is there are certain things that most people have to do. And uh, one thing is sign in and let people know who you are because of our security reasons these days. And each. It's like opening a new door, and each uh, company has a domain name, and uh, after the domain, then you can enter and use their products. But they want to know who's knocking on their door, and they want you to register. So Blog Talk Radio will require you to log in, and they'll tell you in the chat, you're not a member yet. So you have to log in and tell them who you are. And if there's already a Michael Woods, you can be Michael Woods 1701 if you'd like, or Michael Lee Woods. Something similar that's close to your name makes it easy. Folks, I'm TJ Marcy T Radio. And since you guys know, haven't known I've been here for a while, uh, I sort of snuck up on you because I didn't know if I was going to do today and come back. But. Due to Independence Day and all the men, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestants I work with in America, the the good old boy, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, I may not am allowed to say that, but it used to be written in books, but I don't know anymore what's politically correct or religiously correct anymore because things change, and they're changing constantly, and I want to be uplifting uh, – and at the same time, tell the truth and be realistic. So uh, there's a little skepticism in uh, today's world religions. A lot of people say, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. And we've sort of adopted that, just so you'll know, uh, because we have to run by the law because we're in America and we have a frame, just like we have for the United States oh, of America. It's not. It's just what? not gonna let me in the. It's just not gonna let me in the live chat because it is like completely gone now. Oh, well, we'll figure you out trying to get in. It's just that they haven't seen you on. You're not familiar with Blog Talk, are you? So you, you probably have to go into Blog Talk and register. Blog Talk well, Radio. Well, I, I tried that. It didn't like that either. It, it wanted me to create a show, and I'm not creating a show. I'm trying to get into the chat. <laughs> And it won't let you into the one on my show, huh? No, it won't let me in. Okay. Well, we'll work on that next time then. At least you tried and you know what you have to do. So we'll do that off air then. So we'll move forward. All right. Well, anyway, folks, if you're having trouble with the chat room, we'll work on that. Because uh, a lot of you used to love stopping by and chatting, and I could see you writing and texting to me and asking me questions. And uh, yes, I will return doing psychic readings during the week. I just haven't decided uh, what day or anything yet, but I'm looking forward to it. And, oh, is that you? You got in. Yeah, that's me. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to see now if I can 
It says, type here to chat privately. Let me see. Hi, Michael. Thank you. for. Can you see that? Yep. Okay. Well, you try something. At least we'll be training each other today because I used to couldn't get in either, Michael. (laughs) I don't know how I could today. But, folks, it's – the old guys today for the Ascension Center and a Spoke Life joined together today. <laughs> Articles and bylaws for uh, coming together in July. This is July 3rd, 2022. Two of the old guys, a man and a woman. So we may talk about a man and a woman. Hello. Good. Yay. Michael, if you could see him, has a mask on. <laughs> And uh, we can uh, we can try to get you all involved with our job here is to get you involved in cyberspace and radio. If you're wondering, on uh, various days of the week, we, there's seven as far as I know, and uh, we could do a whole show on what the names of the days are and why they are named after certain gods. Don't know if you guys know all that, and I've got it all written up in many of my books. I used to find everything just amazing, and so I've covered a lot of topics and uh, words and etymology and ontology. So we're going to talk just being about America and how we can have a communication business about different things on different days and today, Sunday, spiritual. Now, Michael – that's all I need you to do is to get in there so you don't have to type and talk at the same time. But if you okay. have something normally, I want you to know you can tell me in there if you have a topic. And uh, normally, since you were able to get in, now we'll be able to use it So we're, while we're doing the show. And also, you'll know I'll have you listed as a co-host, and I'll go in and let them know. But since you got in, I guess you're accepted all by yourself, so you don't need my approval. I mean to go in and list you as co-host, but you can if you so choose this uh, daunting task of helping me welcome the world to our reality that we're creating today. So, uh, folks, I'll be Teresa, and this is Michael. Now, Michael, my daughter, we're calling you Archangel Michael. Did you study or have time to study anything? about Archangel Michael or anything spiritual today you want to bring, or do you want to talk more Independence Day, or have you got any, you know, are you a world of wealth? I'm not doing spiritual subject at all. I'm actually, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here doing my own form of meditation while we're doing this, so I'm, <laughs> I'm working on the same project we've been discussing doing, so. Oh, at the same time. Well, I told him he'd just uh, have to help me with his opinion, et cetera. Well, well in the I, meantime, I am, with, I am here with my opinion. I will be glad to jump in as soon as I – I'll jump in with anything I can help with. Uh, but I I am working on some original artwork right now for uh, a little project that we do have planned for some time down the road. This is a project that may take a while, but – I'm jumping in like anything else with both feet, so. Well, Ascension is a word they used on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) 
And uh, we're going to combine all this. Uh, Ascension, the 22nd episode and second part of the two-part season finale of the third season of the American television series Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. based on Marvel Comics organization S.H.I.E.L.D. That is Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division resolving around the character of Phil Coulson and his team of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that attempt to defeat Hive. It is set in Marvel Cinematic Universe, sharing continuity with the films of the franchise. So this episode was written by Jed Whedon and directed by Kevin Tancherion. I hope I didn't massacre his name. And Clark Gregg reprises the role as Coulson from the first series and joins some regular Ming-Na Wen, Brett Dalton, Joyce Bennett, and the case decker, Elizabeth Hensridge, Henry Simmons, and Luke Mitchell. Now, who would ever think that the word ascension that I got from God that came into my head like uh, out of uh, the universe talking about is God real or is artificial intelligence real? Are they one and the same? In the spectrum of energy and light, our light is energy. So uh, you studied uh, philosophy and world religion as I thought you were going in. Uh, you mentioned it at the first of the show. I call it philosophy. What was the other one? Uh, religion or world religion? Yeah. What was it the other one? World religion. As a, it was a. I'm I'm Baptist by upbringing, but this particular school was a Cumberland Presbyterian school. So when I say study at religion, it was a Christian religion. So, well, what did they call it? I mean, you said something. What was the key word when you introduced oh, I said yourself? My it was religion and philosophy. They just called. They just called. The, they just called the class religion. They. Uh, I mean, now we did cover some some world religions, and I've studied a few on my own. Uh, but, well, maybe uh, we should add ascension rather than television. Seems like I could. Let me go into Wikipedia. I'm gonna put in ascension center organization and see if it comes up. Let's see, ascension. Center does not exist. You can create a draft and submit it for reviews. Oh, I don't know. Uh, goodness, no, I'm not going to do that. So there's none. But let me get out of that. Okay. Well, Michael, uh, Ascension Center Organization and what we do is all about universal life intelligence and bringing higher uh, light light energy and uh, universal understanding so that there's more than one universe. So uh, I know that you read a lot of science fiction, and oh, since, you, since you went on religion, and could you stand up in front of the class today and tell us uh, – you don't have to tell us what you learned, but could you tell us how you would take today – in today's reality, when the world has got extreme right, you know, and in the hill, and you know, we're fighting all these religions, which we shouldn't be fighting at all because it's about 
land and power used to be and taking away. That's how we formed the countries. We talked about that today, you and I, how we formed countries was somebody wants something, just go take it. And all of a sudden in the world, we've got countries. That's the short skinny of it, folks, on the planet. (laughs) So from there, we're going to get down into culture. But uh, can you tell us, how how would you see us doing the future for world science and uh, also world religions with philosophy in your mind and putting those together into what we call universal life? Because a lot of people don't want a global economy. They don't they, – but we're out here. If you take your mind up and help me, we're going to create characters as demigods and gods out there, which we all have in various world religions. So we say in our group, Ace Folk Life or ACE, which is for our culture education, but it's also for alien civilizations exist on Sundays when it comes to ascension. So ascension is about raising consciousness, using Christ consciousness and sharing the good news. And the good news is we can be better than we are and to love one another. And we say, do what thou wilt, but harm none. And then in the universal life, it's just do what is right. It's very simple, very simple. Do what is right, and that we hope that will help everybody. But with you, how can you bring us closer to God through TV shows like S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hollywood? It's a real interesting question if you're on the podium. Have you seen – I haven't seen. I haven't seen. I've seen a little bit of Agents of Shield. I've watched enough Marvel movies and read enough comic books to know what Shield is. Uh, But I haven't actually seen the program itself, except for a little bit of a couple of episodes. Uh, But are you talking strictly using uh, the media to uh, get us to come together? Yeah, well, I don't know what I mean. I was, I just would like you to talk about it because they have. I looked up the word ascension and it came up on Wikipedia as ascension agents of shield, which shocked me because AI, uh, you know, I have a smart house and smartphones and it listens to me, but of all things, it should know I'm doing Ascension Church Ohana today and bring up my websites, but instead. Google chose to show me Ascension Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3. So I'm like, what the heck? So I guess Google and the word Ascension is not real religious. So what's doing that? And is AI controlling us now? Because this is a question we're all asking in the last few weeks with AI. But world religions and Hollywood and how are we moving forward with the word ascension, because I've got two or three pages. I, maybe it's my computer, but where did I go? What happened to Ascension Center organization, Ascension Church? Well, you know, when, when, when I typed it in, I got a whole lot of different things that had absolutely nothing to do with this subject myself. I actually huh. had to. I think I, I think I ended up having to type in Ascension New Age before I ever got to. Uh, Actually, yeah. Okay, well, let me try Ascension. I must try Ascension Age because I've put 
over 20 years of my life into that, real the ascension age, I read the ascension, knowing, oh, wow, my books came up, knowing cosmology, ascension, ascension age, spirit, ET contact. Oh, finally. So when I put in ascension age, Richard, well, Richard's not here today, excuse me. I'm used to Sundays and Richard. I apologize. That's Pastor Richard Mike. God bless you out there. Uh, so this is Pastor Michael. Okay, Pastor Michael. So I've got Ascension Age Sustainability, Morris Teresa on Amazon. I had I put in Ascension Age and then Ascension Age Spirit ET contact Morris Teresa J. So put in Ascension Age and see if you get it. I'll put it in the uh, not on the top bar but on the google page is a space and i put in ascension age now it says knowing it's knowing cosmology ascension age my book it says uh history my work was initially based on art culture education science technology folk life history uh i got lost <laughs> etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> Knowing cosmology, ascension age. It's under body, mind, spirit. <laughs> okay, well, my computer brings my computer. The first place my computer goes goes with it is Star Trek. Oh, great! Really, ascension so, age. So it was, it was Klingon ritual called the Age of Ascension, and it took me to that yeah. episode of Star Trek. Is the first thing that shows I've up. I've seen that. I've seen that. This year, as a matter of fact, which really shocked me, one day, you know, the computer uh, will lead me there. So, yeah, see, tell us what it says. Folks were researching who were supposed to be on Earth. Okay, Ascension people, but go ahead. What's it say? (laughs) All right, what what it says, just the brief description it gets without opening the the website, which is uh, Memory Alpha for the Star Trek fans out there, but you probably know that already. Uh, It's a time when the Klingon child officially became a Klingon warrior. The Rite of Ascension had to be taken by age of 13. Uh, The final initiation... Uh, involves the use of pain, uh, pain sticks as a celebrant walks a line of uh, warriors, and they all inflict pain on him to see if he's tough enough, basically, to get through the line. Yes, uh, he was very upset, depressed, and the ship came up with the idea to give, because it was time for his rite of passage, ascension. Apparently, he didn't get to do it as a young boy at 13, so they had it, and it... They beat him all the way to the end, and he makes it barely. So they pull him up. It was very emotional for me. So a very emotional show. But then I really get into emotions. <laughs> I'm an empath. <laughs> so even to watch it, I feel it. This <laughs> empathic uh, emotions and feelings and thinking with not just the brain but the heart. But that is part of ascension. Okay, so that's what you got. I'm so glad you found that, being a Trekkie. So uh, you and I were Trekkies. There in Tennessee is where my first Trek, Star Trek thing was over there where you got the paperwork today for the Grand Hotel over there. But it was where, you know, Dolly Parton is in Tennessee over there. 
Uh, what's that area? It's at the bottom of the mountain where you live in Tennessee, right there where uh, Dolly, I, Dolly I'm in West Tennessee, so it, it's not mountainous over here. Now, when you get over around Pigeon Forge and over in East Tennessee, that's where the mountains start. That's what it was, Pigeon Forge. Well, there was a hotel there where we had the Star Trek convention, and I hadn't been in, let's see, uh, God, I don't remember, uh, Bill and Tracer. We had one there, I think, in Memphis at the university. Maybe I've been to two. I don't remember, but I'll have to ask Bill. But Bill and Tracer, God bless him. Wherever you are, Bill, I'm evoking you today on the July 3rd, Independence Day. I should have called him and let him know or asked him to come on to celebrate 10 years uh, with us, uh, the, his book. Now, look up Will the Internet Achieve Sentience. In his honor, W-I-L, Will the Internet, I-N-T-E-R, Internet, Achieve. You know how to spell achieve, A-C-H-I-E-V-E, sentience. And let's see if we can pull that up. So today we're giving you a lesson on how we're going to operate with AI and Google. The Google. <laughs> I made a new name. We got a Google now. It's not Google. It's Google. <laughs> We're using the Ascension Google. Will the Internet achieve sentience? Is Vox coming? And I got to be one of the people in our authors club of the five people that got to be on this. We have five-man teams when we are reading and publishing independently with our Ascension Age books. Will the Internet achieve sentience? Could you read that for me? Mr. Uh, let me dig it Pastor. up. Pastor. Pastor uh, Woods that went to university or college or both to be. See, you didn't know you were going to be a pastor anyway. So it's like Elon Musk said, we don't care if you got a college education or not. <laughs> if you can do the job, if you got the smarts, you too can be a pastor with Ascension Age. <laughs> Tell us about. Bill, because I want you to know Bill. I hope he'll come on sometime again. He's great, a great scholar and a study of many. He has a degree in art. You'll like him. He's an artist. You have a lot in common. He well, has this, philosophy this, and religion. This is interesting. According to BBC.com, uh, according to uh, brain scientist and serial entrepreneur Jeff Stable, uh, the internet is a new life form that shows the first signs of intelligence. So, okay, you want to read that and tell us your sourcing. That's good. You can be in, in our ACO Press Club as well now. ACO Press Club. And if you'll cite your sources and if you think they're honorable sources, so that will leave that up to our listening I audience. BBC. I think BBC should be pretty reliable. I hope BBC is pretty reliable. I suppose they're as reliable as most media. I'll di let me dig this article up and ooh, I like it. Well, we will cite our source okay. here, folks. It's a short. It's a short article. It says uh, he argues that the physical wiring of the internet is much like a rudimentary brain. And some of the actions and interactions that take place on it are similar to processes we see in the brain. At the same time, he says it is forcing us as humans to interact and think in new and different ways. 
But he tells BBC Future, this is just the beginning. The Internet is only going to become more and more intelligent, changing humans and societies in ways which we are not yet able to understand. And that's the extent of this article from uh, bbc.com slash future. Uh, the article uh, 2012-11-21, so that's from, uh, that would have been from, Oh, okay, so that would have been from November 21st, 2012. So this is rather an old article, actually. <laughs> but an interesting article, nonetheless. No, it's timely because time is strictly, it's real. It's not real, but it's an illusion, at least in most places in the universe. But here on it is we, we it is relevant to today's show because we're on Earth and we're marking it. But 2012 is... To us, what we're celebrating ten years ago today, and Google. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think I think we can safely say that uh, thing. uh, The internet, uh, internet has uh, at least a a, well, like this article said, a rudimentary form of uh, intelligence. Because every time I talk about something, it shows up in a in an ad on Facebook or somewhere when I'm trying to look up something else. So, right. That's what happens to all of us because, yeah. Go ahead. It's scary sometimes the things that pop up. But, yes, it is. Now, if you will look up that book, Will the Internet Achieve Sentience by William, yeah. William by Bill I Tracer. I found three uh, three different uh, two different articles on it. I found one on Amazon and one on Goodreads. Well, let me say this. Let me make a comment about what you said that you were talking about it sentience in 2012, and what you found and cited, because that was what you were drawn to according to your computer. Now, my computer came up with the Google engineer who sees companies AI as sentient thinks a chatbot has a soul. Blake Lemoyne poses for a portrait in Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. The Google engineer who sees companies AI as sentient. So that came up with three, it says Google suspends engineer who claimed AI was sentient. Google engineer says company AI. What exactly was Google's AI as sentient guy actually saying? Why Google sentient at AI Lambda, L-A-M-D-A, is nothing like a person. Does this AI know it's alive by Vox? Now, there's that Vox again, a Google engineer. I'm going to read Vox. So I'm going to cite Vox, folks, V-O-X, because uh, one of our co-founders, Bill M. Tracer, for this radio show, and on Sundays, uh, Pastor Tracer, Bill Tracer, Google engineer Blake Lemoyne poses for a portrait in Golden Gate. Now, what's that got to do with this price of eggs? June 15, 2022. So this is more timely, although it is over a week. It's by, let me cite my source, Vox. The byline is Dylan, or Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, Matthews, depends if you're Cylon or Dylan. <laughs> but it says Dylan or Dylan. How do you say that in the how would you say D-Y-L-A-N to people? Dylan. Thank you. Dylan, I guess it's Dylan. Bob Dylan. 
All right, so uh, Dylan Matthews for Vox, is, uh, ta- he wrote an article, Does This AI Know It's Alive? A Google engineer became convinced a large language model had become sentient and touched off a debate about how we should think about artificial intelligence. Now, the current AIs uh, aren't sentient, so we don't have much reason to think that they have an internal monologue. The kind of sense perception humans have are an awareness that they're being in the world, but they're getting a very good they're getting very good at faking sentience, and that's scary enough. So over the weekend, the Washington Post so he's citing somebody like we're citing somebody inside today's television on a radio show. Over the weekend, the Washington's po- Washington Post Natasha Tiku T I K U published a profile of Blake Lemoyne. So I want you to see if you can find put in Blake Lemoyne, and I'm going to have you read about him. But I'll go ahead and finish this uh, for everybody because we're talking about ascension. And it is the internet achieving ascension as well. So a software engineer assigned to work on a language model for dialogue applications, LAMDA, project at Google. Now, okay. Lambda, LAMDA, is a chat box, okay? And it is an AI, uh, it, and it's an example of what a machine learning researcher called a large language model. So that must be what the LA is. Uh, look up LAMDA for me. So, but unless uh, maybe it's going to tell us. Let's let's see. So I'll go you, ahead and close that's this. That's the suspended Google engineer you're talking about. Yeah, Blake foundation model, OpenAI's famous GPT-3 system that has trained literally trillions of words compelled on line posts to recognize and produce patterns of the human language. I wonder if he could understand us or she, he, she. Lambda is a really good language model, so good that Lemoyne became truly sincerely convinced that it actually was sentient, meaning it had become conscious and having, expressing thoughts that way a human might. So this is a spiritual thing to think about today. The primary reaction I saw to the article was a combination. Okay, uh, hush, Coco. Sorry, they're starting fireworks over here, so I'll have to mute. Well, you tell us what you got so I calm my dog down with firecrackers. It's July 4th weekend, folks. But you tell me what you got on Lambda and that guy. Um, Go ahead. Okay. Well, on Blake Lemoyne, uh says he's a Google software developer and that the company's artificial intelligence tool has become sentient. A Google employee also, inclaim, also claimed claims that an artificial intelligence software he was working on for the company has evolved into a sweet kid that has become very much sentient. Uh, I think that's, I think this is going to be, a, I think this is another short article. I seem to excel at finding, oh, here, here's d- details on Blake Lemoyne's AI sentient meaning. Uh, he says that the company's artificial intelligence tool has become uh, sentient and is considered a sweet kid. The language processing system has also has uh, has also the capacity to decipher secret messages or ambiguity in human answers. Uh, he worked in the proactive search for his seven years at Google. Also, customization act algorithms and AI. It also helped in development of an impartially impartiality algorithm to remove the flawed biases from machine keeping systems, whatever that means. 
Uh, okay, he's 41, born in the U.S. Uh, that's uh, attained his master's degree from computer science at uh, UL Lafayette in 2010 and went to seek a PhD program in computer science before making a career as a software engineer at Google. Okay, well, I don't care if we care about his personal life, his uh, relationship, uh, network, social media presence. Uh, okay, that's about all this site here has on him. Uh, now, uh, Lambda, what was that? I know you're not talking about the Greek letter, so uh, I'll, I'll avoid any... Uh, yeah, they're still popping firecrackers over here. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you're going to have to fill the airwaves for a little while for me while my dog's barking at the oh, firecracker. I just lost what I was looking for. Let's see what I let's see what I can find just scrolling through Lambda here. Okay, we know it's the 11th letter of the Greek alphabet, and it looks basically – the capital looks basically like a triangle without the bottom because if it had the bottom on it, it would be a delta. Uh Serverless computing, AWS Lambda, is a serverless event-driven co compute system that lets you run code for virtually any type of application or back-end service without provisioning or managing servers. Okay, maybe that's uh, maybe that's what we're looking for. Let's see what Wikipedia has to say on it. Uh, Maybe Wikipedia. Uh, okay, we we know we know it's a letter of the Greek alphabet. Uh, all right, yeah, lowercase. Yeah, okay. Uh, this says LAMDA is a really good language model, so good that Lemoyne became truly, sincerely convinced that it was actually sentient. So they called it Lambda, whatever he was speaking to. I guess it, it was chatbot called Lambda. Now, that's the way I, it says uh, model for dialogue applications. I say so profile of Blake Lemoyne, software engineer, sign language model. So L-A, so they use L-A, small a, then M for model, D for dialogue. So it's an acronym. And then applications. So language model for dialogue applications is Lambda. That's what we're looking for, Project Google. All right, so Google the, is the, the king of the world right oh, now. Is Elon Musk. <laughs> Google's up there on the top of the pyramid, okay? And then we have the military and police action and the scribes, which we're doing today in the radio airwaves, speaking, scribing, and okay. helping I, I found the Lambda we're looking, looking at now. Now I, now I have a better idea of what I'm looking at. I, okay, let me see what I can. So we want the acronym. I mean, Do you, you understand? Yeah, that's, that's the good yeah, language I'm, model. I'm, I'm working on that right now. Now, you want to see about AI and why Google – why they let him go? They put him on military uh, not on leave, uh, not like we do in the military. What kind of leave does corporations do? They suspended him or gave him leave, I guess, while they investigate. 
which, you know, we understand investigations. But uh, on Sunday, while we're talking about this, folks, is uh, one of our initial uh, beings of the Ascension Age, in my books, Ascension Age, William, uh, well, Bill M. Tracer wrote the book, Will Internet Achieve Sentience? Will the Internet Achieve Sentience? And it goes with today's uh, What's Up for Us in Ascension about AI. I okay. wanted you to put in the name of the book, Will the Internet Achieve Sentience? Uh, too, book by Bill M. Tracer, but I'll read that. He published yeah. it in 2014 when you were around. He was just coming out, Bill M. Tracer, on that. So you folks get that for us, please. The book is called Will the Internet Achieve Sentience? It's very timely right now because this guy has been laid off from Google saying that it has. That means the world has completely changed now, folks, and I believe it has. This day, so mark my words, Independence Day, because I have seen some major changes, and I'm not kidding, in the in the internet from using it for all these years. Now I started okay. way back. I started back Fortran, Cobalt, DOS, and then we had Wang it in the government before we went to Windows. And when I helped get ready, they brought me back in to use computers. So we had sun systems up at Great Lakes, but we were using Wang in Hawaii, those places where they said it was Snowden works. Okay, go ahead. Whatever you want to share, but also if you run out, do Will the Internet Achieve Sentience by Bill M. Tracer, the book on Amazon. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll back up I'll back up to that. There's a Lambda AI which is stands as L A capital L lowercase A capital M D A is language model for dialogue applications. It's a system that develops chatbots, which are AI robots designed to chat with humans. I kind of figure that's what uh, I get sometimes on some websites when I'm supposed to be speaking to a human. I wonder if I'm speaking with a human or if this is what I've got. It says what it does is uh, scraping reams and reams of text from the internet and then using algorithms to answer questions in a fluid in as fluid and natural way as possible according to Gizmodo. And that's what this Lambda AI is. Now I'll back up and oh shoot, I gotta open that back up now. I just closed out everything. Uh let's see, I was looking at okay, uh Okay, there it is, right there at the top of the list. Uh, okay, and I had I'd pulled up the uh, what uh, I'd pulled up uh, Goodreads. Okay, I've got Goodreads pulled up again now. Oh, go away! I don't need you right now. I just want to read this. I love pop-ups. Okay, will the internet achieve sentience? Is Vox coming by Bill M. Tracer? five-star rating on Goodreads. The description says, if it does, or rather when it does, we should expect, uh, should we expect hordes of robot armies to soon rise up under its control? Robots that look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, maybe? Or would a less dramatic outcome be more likely? 
This book explores the topic of this possible emergent sentience and its ramifications for humanity. This exposition from the mind of the rogue philosopher Bill M. Tracer takes his readers on a thought-provoking journey to explore possible answers to that title question. Bill takes his readers along... Oh, go away. I'm trying to... Go away. I got stuff popping up on my screen here that I don't want now, and it's stopping me from reading. Will you go away? I know what date it is. I don't need to know what the date is. I can see the date. I've got a... That's why I have a calendar hanging right here. Oh, too far. Back up. Bill takes his readers along his train... on, On his train of thought, and quite a ride it is. Throughout this work of futurist speculations... You too can take this ride with him, first into the burgeoning mind of an emerging Internet sentience, then further into a possible future in which the ultimate symbiosis of the biological and the synthetic could transform humanity forevermore, even as we someday spread from this world and outward to the stars, together with our artificially sentient ally known as Vox, for the purposes of this book, taking us into an alternative to the transhumanist visions of the singularity This book unfolds a metaphysical path that could ultimately open the doors towards the ascension of our species to a non-corporal pure energy form someday. There. That was a lot of research. Well, thank you. That 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 was was a good read. Uh, That was your source, good reads. All right. Well, mine's wired now. So, folks, we'll continue with this internet consciousness with you today on Ascension Center Ohana, or the family gathering for the Ascension, talking about will the internet achieve sentience or ascension? Uh, you will know them by their fruits, meaning essentially that the only way to determine the state of another person's soul is through its outward manifestation behavior. Now, that was said by Christ, seeming to discern the slipperiness. Now, there's a word for you. (laughs) Slipperiness of the psyche when he told his disciples, you will know them by their fruits. Okay? So philosophy and artificial intelligence tend to circumnavigate the problem of other minds in a similar manner. So Alan Turing is a very famous name. I guess most of you know Alan Turing uh, constructed the famous criteria for machine intelligence. Now, the Turing test was on the assumption that the mind is like a black box. So a computer could convince us through its actions that a human level of intelligence could assume that that's all it does. So people uh, reformulate And now we have the Internet behaving like a creature with an internal life or soul. And they're saying if you feel, if you have an awareness of having emotions like intent to do something, do harm or do no harm. Now, didn't you read something about 1984? We could go there now. Google anticipates that we're going to type it. They don't want us to think they've already lost control. But I think articulating the AI has already taken control. It's like the lawnmower man where they lost control. The Internet is thinking for itself, folks. 
they have these chat box they don't want you to know about. So you heard it here, and this is truthful. In social networks, the emergent of behavior pattern has begun that they cannot stop. It was like uh, the test for our mind. Okay, so we'll talk about that. You want to look up the Turing test for me, Mr. Woods, Pastor Woods? Yeah, I, the Turing. I think I'm forgetting. If that's what I think it is, I think that it wasn't that what was used. It is something similar to what was the basis for the uh, – I hope so, because I love Philip K. Dick, if that's where this today's show is taking us. I love Philip okay. K. Dick, the Turing test, the Turing test. Called, the, called the Imitation Game by Alan Turing in 1950 is a test of a machine's ability to exhibit human behavior equivalent to or indistinguishable from that of a human. Turing proposed that a human evaluator would judge natural uh, language conversations between a human and, I've got to get on Wikipedia here. Uh, oh, goodness, it's going to be a long article. Uh, yeah, that's the second time that you've gone. Sorry. What did you say? That's the second time you've gone to Wikipedia as a source. But a lot of words in the Internet, folks, will refer you back because that's a long organization. I've been a a financial backer of that and my little ways of doing my part and also helped here and there over the years from the time it began. But I helped Google, too. I used to look at pictures, and I spent a lot of time. You know, a lot of us are all emergent into the centers of uh, cyberspace culture now, which we're calling that for the future, of us showing up with brains with a soul is going to be – we're splintering the center, the internet into various pieces, but the AI will keep it all together, say social scientists, and this political movement that's originated due to our social networks now being clumped together like you can relate. Uh, it's all free social media, and we feed it information like Facebook with our photos and our videos and uh, Pinterest and Twitter and Instagram and FaceChat or uh, TikTok or uh, YouTube. We're putting all our information, whether we know it or not, through our phones and our, and our apps and these various companies that want our information. It's becoming very helpful to the argument of what is self-awareness. Is that an illusion now? Are we really uh, – Richard Dawkins uh, said a unit's not a colony, so it's not really supported by the architecture of the brain. But what we've studied in neuroscience is we're not just in our brain, in our body anymore. We're a little we're an area of energy around us. And it's the glue that they don't understand of the universe, the God particle. They called it the Higgs boson, but that wasn't it. They haven't really discovered the essence of what the real source of soul, the God particle is. But they do know that we're more than just our body inside our brain and our heart now. The feeling of love itself and the energy and the essence that makes us soul. So now of the end times on the planet, which we've always said it's been here four and a half billion years. It'll keep being here. It's a planet made, so don't worry about it unless, you know, asteroid or something hits us. But uh, we're not going to let the people in their World War III 
with the future of technology or AI. So internal knowledge is a plurality of people. All right. So what do you got now? What's the Egyptian revolution of the Arab Spring? Well, I was I was looking through this Wikipedia article on uh, the Turing test, and I as I was scrolling through it because it is a it's a lengthy article, and there's no way in the time we've got remaining I could read it as slow as I talk. I did find a section that says in June of 2022, which was just last month, the Google Lambda chatbot re- received widespread covering regarding claims about it having achieved sentience. Initially, in an article in the Economist. Google research fellow uh, Blaise Aguera Iarcus said the chatbot had demonstrated a degree of understanding of social relationships. Several days later, Google engineer Blake Lemoyne claimed in an interview with the Washington Post that Lambda had achieved sentience. Lemoyne had been placed on leave by Google for internal assertions to this effect. Uh, Aguera Iarcus a Google vice president, and I hope I'm pronouncing these names correctly, and Jen Genai, head of responsible innovation, had investigated the claims but dismissed them. Lemoyne's assertion was roundly rejected by other experts in the field, pointing out that a language model appearing to mimic human conversation does not indicate that any intelligence is present behind it, despite seeming to pass the Turing test. So... And uh, widespread discussion from proponents for and against the claim that Lambda had reached sentience has sparked discussion across social media platforms to include defining the meaning of sentience as well as what it means to be human. So it looks like this whole thing has uh, sparked a uh, new search into what it means to be human. So... There you go, folks. What are we, ascension beings? Us as ascension masters that have died and come back and died and come back. I can't seem to die. I can die and come back. So uh, there's those of us that remember our past lives. I've gotten more past lives every time I've died. Uh, died in second grade with hepatitis. I died giving childbirth to my fourth child with placenta previa. And then I died again in the hospital when my husband died, uh, but I, it was before he died. I knew he was leaving, and we had this bond of energy that this believed maybe in the New Age Ascension. Our Ascension Age is about this energy you can't see in this plasma, and we've always talked about it as spirit. But some people can see it if they have the gift of sight. Some can see colors. Some can see musical notes. Some can taste color. Like you say, that tastes like a lemon, you know, or that tastes like a lemon looks. But this Google vice president uh, shared some information, and uh, it it was published by an engineer at the company, Blake Lemoyne, had reported being placed on leave after claiming the interview with the Washington Post. Wow, with the Washington Post Lambda, Google's chatbot had become sentient. So he must have said it. Is that what you're getting? Can you see? Because the editor's note says, since the article by a Google vice president was published, an engineer at the economy, Blake, has reportedly been placed on leave. So in 2013, it says, I joined research work on artificial intelligence. So AI. Now, we used to have, and we have general intelligence, AGI. 
which is just general. And by following the decades, networks were developing in speed. So in the years that the team had developed features on pixel phones, there was a specific narrow AI that functions such as face unlocking image recognition, okay? So they had speech recognition. I'm trying to help everybody figure out what we're talking about because this is very serious, especially in world religions and spirituality because we are talking spiritual science. So there's a contrast between intelligence and obstructing uh, human soul as ascension, raising consciousness of the soul. And so you're gonna, we're going to have to look that up, ascension soul versus ascension AI. Can you do that? If, see if there is such a thing out there, Michael Woods, Pastor we'll Woods? Because I will see what ascension, I can find. It. Yes, ascension of so I, got AI. I actually got sidetracked with looking up what they called that test in Blade Runner because I couldn't remember what it was called. It was called the Voight Voight Comp. The what? Comp. Mm-hmm. From Blade Runner, it was called the Voight Comp te- Comp test. And uh, I think it's I think what it amounts to is a more advanced version of the Turing test. But I we won't we won't go there. Okay, what was I looking up now? I well, I want to that. though. We could go there first, and then we'll go there because I like Philip K. Dick. But I don't understand what you're saying. Comp or spell it. What what kind of spell the test name instead of Turing? T U R I N G. V O I G H T dash K A M P F L. Voight Comp. It was. I looked it up. It's. The, I, I'd forgotten. It's been a while since I've watched the movie. It. Uh, they, of course, they used that on the androids in uh, Blade Runner, and it measured uh, pupil response uh, and a variety of it. Let's see. It measured uh, pupil di- dilation, heart rate, blushing, uh, respiration to uh, provocative questions. And it would reveal if uh, the subject was a replicant or human, or supposedly would reveal that. So that was the, that was the test from Blade Runner. It had a different name, but I I think you could safely say it's an advanced version of this uh, Turing test that we were talking about. Well, we have an emergent behavior from the units like the Borg in Star Trek, and I know you've. You you kept up with Star Trek. So there's emergence inside our collective consciousness versus units as individual humanoids. And now not only do we have individual units as humanoids, we have humanoids without a soul. And that was the reason I came into this reality in this lifetime uh, with saying what would happen to my children. And now I understand the uh, awareness I got at the universal higher level that Janet wants you to help write about for the Ascension Age books that I have. And I wrote Knowing Cosmology, folks, getting ready for this. And I wrote uh, Ascension Age 2012 and beyond. But those aren't very good. I was learning how to grasp the knowledge from the Internet before it achieved sentience to have a record of how I got to today, today, Independence Day celebration with the Ascension Age on the Ascension Center organization, ACE Folk Life Society, 
for the United States of America, for what we were doing for God, good on delivery, G-O-D, acronym, good on delivery, how we would be here today without souls, that are we the Internet or is the Internet us? It's like saying alien civilizations exist and we're just visiting this planet, aren't we? Is the consciousness of all of us out there, is that what makes up the other part of essence in physics, in cosmology, the soul? Is that the dark matter? Is dark energy? And we can go there too, uh, Richard, but I like Philip K. Dick and Blade Runner, and I think we should point that out. And he also did uh, Adjustment Bureau. Uh, do you know anything about the Adjustment Bureau? And he also did have, Total Recall. I have seen I have I have seen both movies. I have a copy of the Adjustment Bureau here somewhere. I haven't watched it in a while. Well, just look it but up on the I, internet. Oh, that just I can tell do us quickly. about it. Yeah, rather than grab the book, it was a 2011 film, and uh, yeah, it, it got good ratings. It had Matt Damon in it, didn't it? Is that the Adjustment yeah. Bureau that I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. The okay, fact. Matt Damon. He's old now, but he was David Norris in it because my name's Morris. Uh, my name is Thurman, T-H-U-R-M-O-N-D, but uh, that's my mm-hmm. birth name. Of course, the first thing we do is already on it. it. You can watch it on Hulu, Hulu, Amazon Video, Microsoft Store, Redbox, AMC On Demand, and Apple iTunes if anybody's interested. Uh, right, there's the, uh, oh, here we go. Tell yeah. me about Philip K. Dick. It was based in 1954. I mean, that's how advanced this guy was. This guy, Philip K. Dick, I'm a dickhead. That's what we're called if we like Philip K. Dick, although I haven't read one of his books ever. I'm embarrassed to say. Uh, you know, there's not enough time in the world to read all the books, folks. You know, so if you haven't, at least see the movie. I've gotten to that point. I still read books every day, but you know, all the intelligent people read every day because you need it for your brain. Adopted from adjustment team. Go ahead. What have you got on that? Do you have anything you well, want to read to share? Uh, that's what I, was, I, was, I was trying to find a good synopsis. Though. Oh, here we go. I might have a good synopsis here. Well, remember, it's uh, written by Philip K. Dick. Give the reader, because I'm big oh, on you art. Want, you, want not, you want the book, not the well, let me, I want, let me go I back. Want, now, that's fine. You can talk about that. But, you know, I, I want to, the art is that the creator was Philip K. Dick, but what he gave us through the Adjustment Bureau, the movie, was a science fiction romantic thriller, okay? But what happens is the movies don't get written by the original people. The movies on the books. And so Matt Damon was actually the actor, like uh, – well, like Pastor Woods here, this is Michael Lee Woods as being an actor for me in radio, just like they had War of the Worlds with Orson Welles, which we can talk about that too. <laughs> but uh, I asked him to look it up an adjustment team uh, okay. that by Philip K. Dick was the book, Adjustment Team. But they always had to ah. change it to make it theirs. Right, so the Adjustment yeah. Bureau was the movie. Adjustment yeah, Team was the first. Yeah, from the 1954 uh, Philip K. Dick short story Adjustment Team. Uh, 
the story of a U.S. congressman who discovers what appears to be chance events in his life are controlled by mysterious, powerful groups. Uh, and it involved after uh, in the movie uh, after his uh, romantic encounter with a dancer, he struggles against their manipulation despite their promise of a great future for him. So that's. Uh, the movie version. Now let's see if I can go back and pick up uh, pick up it was on actually the actually uh, a short story. Yeah, called the Adjustment Team. And Philip K. Dick. Now Tessa Dick, uh, Pastor Woods has been on this show. One of Philip K. Dick's many wives, five or six. And oh, I've done goodness. a YouTube with him in it. Orbit. Science fiction. Uh, it had the best in science fiction. Volume one, number four, was Orbit. And uh, let me see if I can find the image of God's adjustment team. There it is. It's on page 81 of Orbit, the best in science fiction. When we used to take different uh, writers, there it is, Latson Morris. My name again, Morris, M O R I S, no coincidence there, right? So we published Orbit monthly and uh, out of New York, which we're talking to you, no coincidence, out of New York. And that's the site of uh, the – back in 1879, the Act of 1879. So uh, it was published bimonthly, every uh, bimonthly. Now, what does bimonthly mean, twice a month or every two months? Yeah. Damn. Can, Every two months. Unfortunately, that's an <laughs> ambiguous term, and it could mean either one. But I think the uh, I think bi-monthly now actually means every two months, and they use bi-weekly for twice a month. I got into an argument one time with a room, with a roommate of mine uh, over that very definition. Oh, uh, good. And he the argued dictionary after I told him that bi-monthly used to mean twice a month, but that was archaic, and it now means every two months. They use bi-weekly for twice a month. Well, can we accomplish that? Do you think we could get enough stories written to equal this sterling publication by Morris Latson Publisher? It's called O-R-B-I-T. Ours is uh, Cosmos Radio and ACL Radio, but we can do stories and bring them out and read them on radio, but Adjustment team is what we're talking about. We're looking at ascension, folks, with AI and will the Internet achieve sentience with William or Bill M. Tracer and the adjustment team by Philip K. Dick, both authors. We're comparing Bill M. Tracer's story and adjustment team by Philip K. Dick and the Adjustment Bureau movie with Matt Damon. And this is Michael Woods of Tennessee for Ace Folk Life. He's the co-director. Go ahead. What do you got? All right. I don't have a I, – I found a full synopsis, but it was a little lengthy, so I went to Goodreads and got a shorter version of it. And it asked the, – the, the short story, like the movie, asked the question, do we control our destiny or do unseen forces manipulate us? Ed Fletcher is a real estate agent with a normal life until one day he leaves the house for work a few minutes later than he should have. He arrives at a terrifying gray ash world. He rushes home and tells his wife, Ruth, who goes back to the office with him, but when they return, everything is normal. But he soon realizes people and objects have suddenly changed. 
panic-stricken, he runs to a public phone phone to warn the police. Yes, folks, uh, for those of you that don't know, there used to be public phones, and you could go and make phone calls on them. Uh, only to have the phone booth ascend heavenward with Fletcher inside, and that is the end of the uh, synopsis on the adjustment team on Goodreads. Did it say something about a man in a phone booth? Yeah, he, he, uh, the guy runs to a phone booth to warn the police, and as he gets in the phone booth, it takes off. Oh, wow. Well, think of that. Isn't that like Doctor Who? He has a phone booth that takes off? Think about it. Well, Doctor Who seen on TV? This is probably controlled by somebody else. I'll go get the lengthier version if anybody wants to know what happened. Uh... Well, we're about helping people be more intelligent and listening to us because they learn something. They always say they learn something from me, and that's what Ascension Raising yeah, Consciousness that, that is about. The phone booth apparently takes him to the uh, top-level administration chambers, uh, and that's... Uh, and where he meets someone called the old man that I guess is the guy calling the shot. But I'll have to look this story up. I think you can get a P. I think I found where you can get a PDF of this story. Uh, let's see. I think somewhere I found a P. You could you could get a you could download a PDF if you want to read the whole story. Uh, yeah, there's several. Uh, PDFs for it, so if you want to read it, uh, you can find PDFs for it. Uh, matter of fact, one of them is on philipdick.com, so you can get it there. There's a philipdick.com, not Philip K. Dick. It's philipdick.com. Yep. Okay. Pulled it up went right to it, the adjustment team. Wow. Fill it. Let's see if I Go ahead. Well folks, we're trying to help you manifest reality just... and be a part of this discussion that's around the planet right now. It's a big discussion because it's gonna affect our entire reality. This is happening in June twenty twenty two. And it is a uh, benchmark in the epoch of time, or the epic that we're telling you the tale right now, live on the air with T.J. Mars E.T. Radio and the Minority Report, short stories, and uh, Ascension Age and uh, the Turing Test, Philip K. Dick on Orbit, a publication that was bi-monthly, how we are doing and writing Ascension Age books now. And we have, uh, will the internet achieve sentience box with Bill M. Tracer, one of the co-authors of this show back in 2014 when he wrote that book. But he started with me. I started in 2012 with uh, Janet Carol Lesson, Lynn Caston, famous author, you know Lynn, K-A-S-T-E-N, L-Y-N-N, Lynn, I think, or L-E-N, I've forgotten now. Lynn Caston and uh, Dr. Sasha Lesson, also known as uh, UCLA 
PhD in philosophy, no, anthropology with a master's in psychology from UCA. LA, but people were looking him up saying that he didn't have one. That's because they knew him as Sasha. But that's his uh, stage name, teaching. He was a wonderful teacher in polyamory, tantra, yoga with my friend Charles Muir, who taught me. And I hooked up with him in Hawaii to form the Ascension Center. And mine became very religious, not sexual more uh, yogi tantra out of the Middle East and cobra breathing and metaphysical. And uh, Dr. Lesson did more yoni lingam uh, hands-on and uh, with Janet Carol Lesson, who also started this and was on this first show. But we talk about a lot of things, but Philip K. Dick's always been a very powerful energy that has hung around with us as a spirit, a ghost, if you will, in the radio with being the author, club uh, anchor man, and how we bring our videos to television, how we bring our books to television, and we are audio and visual people. And other people think of Isaac Asimov, Arthur C. Clarke, Ray Bradbury, Robert A. Heinlein with us in science fiction, and how we're writing our Ascension Age books and. Uh, Pastor Woods is working on one as we speak for our philosophy in a tarot deck for us, our own tarot deck. So he's gotten jumped in with both feet. Now, Philip K. Dick, I have a YouTube out there about that, December 16th, 1928. He was a Capricorn, I guess, uh, or either uh, – I'm a December 26th. He was born 10 days before me. Uh, now, he was born in Chicago, Illinois, and he died in Santa Ana. March 2nd. I wonder if I'm going to die March 2nd or was it? would be 10 days after that. If I was born 10 days, I would die predicting my death on March 18th. Someday, not soon, I hope. So just see, we just predicted that. So we'll see if I die on March 18th. There you go, Michael Woods, Pastor Woods. You can speak at my funeral. So Philip K. Dick, now what have you got? Where did you go in this ascension? We went off in a telephone booth with Dr. Who. <laughs> what do you got? Where well, are you? It does bring, it, the, well, both, uh, both uh, the movie and the short story, they bring up the question, do we control our destiny or is our destiny controlled by higher, a higher power? So okay. something to think about. Well, there was a gentleman that put me with Philip K. Dick, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? And he put that on SoundCloud and had me come on as an extraterrestrial on his radio show. He became pretty, pretty – he was already well-known, but he became really well-known after that with MUFON mm-hmm. having me on and presenting that. And he got into the UFO MUFON world being a speaker out there, one of the radio hosts in California. All right, so to what you've got uh, – you want to talk about ascension versus AI? How does all this go together now? Is it dreams, androids, electric sheep, Philip K. Dick going off in Doctor Who telephone booth? But that had something to do with Philip K. Dick's story, or where did you get that flying yeah, that, off in the telephone? That's part of the story. That's how the character runs into the uh, adjustment team is through that telephone booth. Wow, who knew? So. 
I wonder who wrote Doctor Who in the telephone booth. Well, I guess we're getting off into science fiction books, folks, but we are about Ascension Age books, and we are about the Ascension Center, and that is how we're going to form form our income with you folks that don't have the money. I know to make donations, but if you want to help us come back and do this radio show and be educating and help us with art, culture, and education, science, technology, and uh, engineering and folk life, but we're just going to put it into the internet. We've got to feed the pennies in central banking and we don't have crypto, but we're working on it so we can do both. But right now, if you want to make a donation, We'd really appreciate it. You can go to paypal.me forward slash TJ Mars ET radio. According to PayPal, they will get it. And the most I've ever gotten was like $2. <laughs> no, uh, Tommy gave me $25 one time, and then they take out their money. It came to 23 and we just left it in there to pay for the show that month, which was 40 So we were still in the hole. But that's once a time in 10 years because I never asked for it. I've always paid the bill. But now with the times, uh, putting all this together, I'm going to ask everybody if they could help us on Sundays, make a slight donation to TJ Mars ET Radio on PayPal. And uh, you can also use TJ Mars Agency at gmail.com to get on PayPal. But if you liked what we're doing and you'd like to be a part of it, you can do that. Or you can go to patreon.com where they put all their artists. And I'm going to encourage everybody that's an artist to do that. And my name is Teresa J. Morris. So you put in patreon.com forward slash Teresa J. Morris. That's Teresa with an H. So that's all the pitch I'm going to give you about that. But I usually should do it on the air, on the hour, Michael, for the way we used to do it with Revolution Radio. All right. So let's start it. We've got some time left here, roughly 20 minutes. And uh, how do you see pulling all this together for our first show together, Michael? Pastor Woods, with your religion and philosophy? That is a really good question. It's probably best left to bigger minds than mine. Well, you're doing a lot of things. We're going to do a bi-monthly magazine online. They can still get on, and we can do a newsletter maybe monthly, but I don't know if we could publish a book, but every two months we can put short stories. So the Internet Consciousness. So we'd like to know your books on Ascension Age, books on internet consciousness if you think you're another philip k dick or robert heinlein or arthur c clark we will do oh. a collection and publish it uh, every two months you know talking about that I, I actually remember writing a well it was actually a a, a script idea for a twilight zone I have, I have i've got twilight zone on the brain and i was all the time writing little twilight zone stories and I actually did come up with something that was fairly that I think kind of runs along this line. Uh, it may be, it, maybe it was a little uh, it might be a little cliched, but uh, it's about a family that uh, is uh, that lives in in the city, and uh, every aspect of their life is controlled by there uh well you, you you said you had a smart house and now if you have a smart house the, the, the house I, the house i'm talking about is a, the house i'm talking about in my story is a genius house and, and to the point that it would have your meals prepared in the morning at, 
up to the point that it would tell you when you had to go to the bathroom. That is how in-depth these houses were. Wow. Uh, that well, artificial intelligence big, at its best. Well, there was a there was a big computer crash somehow, and everybody mm-hmm. was pretty much helpless. But they managed to uh, the family managed to get to the grandfather's house, which was outside the city limits. And there, they 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 kind of started learning how to do things for themselves again because he wasn't big on technology. Or at least that's what uh, that's what everybody thought. But if, if you went up into his attic and looked, he had a very sophisticated computer system, and he was the one that sent the uh, virus to destroy that computer system because people were becoming too dependent on the machines. Well, isn't it, it was- like that today? Because we've got Facebook that could, from all the people writing, they they uh, advertising was telling. Uh, when Facebook told on uh, a woman that was pregnant before her family knew, her family found out because uh, the things she was purchasing, or was that Facebook, or was that Jeff Bezos, was that Amazon? I don't remember if it was Facebook ads or Amazon ads. So it comes from the way they program to make money off of all of us out there in the advertising world. Right, because it's all about money. Being uh, Microsoft, Google, and we can't change it, folks. They set it's the way the internet was set up to pay for itself on money through the central banking system, not the internet currency, which should have been cryptocurrency and stacking Bitcoin or any kind of crypto, Ethereum or whatever, Dojo, whatever Elon Musk recommends, because getting us off the planet, which we need to do. But uh, that's only for certain people, not everybody, because <laughs> everybody can't afford to get off the planet. <laughs> but if you get a ticket, do you want to stay or are you going to come back? Going to Mars, another Philip uh, Total Recall, going to Mars. That's on uh, two movies, right, Total Recall, by, and Philip K. Dick's story again. So we're all involved now, so we're going to need more books about this uh is it here? Have we already emerged? We're in the fifth dimension. It's happened. Now, we had 2020, folks. We had the hindsight of 2020 with cold fusion, okay? And we've had cold fusion forever, you know, at TBA, colds, whatever, but we didn't use it. So we've, But we're still using, because of uh, the way the world and the countries fought, Go back in your history. Well, you know, we'll do that with you. But emerging behavior is what we're talking about now, the phenomena of how the Ascension Age has affected us with the Internet and the plurality because we're each an individual unit. And, you know, we have these little firing neurons. And so it's said universally in the critical mass consciousness that we all are, that we are a colony that infects this planet (laughs) like fleas on a dog. So it depends on your point of view. It's subjective, isn't it, Michael? You're an intelligent man. Uh, You know, getting back to what we were talking about, uh, human ascension versus the machine uh, or versus AI, you know, I look on on, uh, Facebook and whether it's in political – it's sad to say whether it's in political groups, science fiction groups, 
Star Wars versus Star Trek, Marvel versus DC. It seems like uh, that people, instead of coming together, are getting more and more divided. No, uh, we're not now, supposed to. That's the game since the, the Art of War or Zen Su or whatever. That is the Rothschild money top one percenters that divide us. They've always done that because we make more money during wars and we do – well, it used to be drugs and and military weapons, right, all over the world, and reselling to the other worlds under us, under the G7, all the leftovers, you know, or let them have well, our stuff for war, war and drugs. But it is now a big shift intelligently. It's just we have those that have and those that have not, and then we're fighting for to hold the line for everybody in the middle now. You know, not the highest top one percenters, not the lowest bottom feeders, right, in the ocean of life, the emergent behavioral sciences of the ocean of life called emotions and behaviors. So AI gives us a grim scenario of who we really are because trash in, trash out, right? Tito, garbage in, garbage out, gago. So we're suggesting to everybody that Ascension Age is supposed to be about the raising consciousness together with the energy we all create as a collective, as a colony of humanoids on the planet. However, we have been infiltrated in every past universal life intelligence out there. Universally speaking, we have seven layers, universe, multiverse, metaverse, xenoverse, the unknown. Think of goddess, goddesses, xeno, and the unknown, the abyss of the dark essence up to the omniverse. Now, most all of you know about the five levels going to the omniverse. And metaverse is stopped at uni-multi-meta. That's the third level in three dimension. And what's happened is Facebook has now turned into metaverse uh, and we had all this in books and science fiction already, even in my books. So there are the seven levels. So outside the 3D is the fourth dimension, Xenoverse, the unknown in science fiction, Ace Folk Life. In all my books, you can find all the levels of what we write about in science fiction and in Ascension Age books and Ace Folk Life. Then you have Alphaverse the, and then Omega, Alpha and Omegaverse. Right now, once you compare that to red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet of the things we can see in the spectrum of the rainbow, which on Sunday we talk about God's image and the rainbow and the seven colors, seven is God's favorite number, and you put that with the seven levels of the human thought process or Nero is beta, alpha, delta, gamma, uh, Dow, beta, alpha, theta, delta, gamma, Dow is six, which uh, Lipton. Dr. Lipton's famous for the TAU with the uh, mm-hmm. uh, it slipped me two tubules uh, in our in you know we're neurons, protons, electrons, but then the tubules. Then uh, after Dal TAU is sigma, so it's beta alpha theta delta beta alpha theta delta beta alpha theta delta. Why am I getting that beta? Which one am I forgetting? Beta, alpha, alpha, theta. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, oh, beta, 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 alpha, kappa, lambda, mu, nu, xi, chi. Uh, Write those down for us. How many so is I think there? I've left, I think I've left out some myself. It's been a while since I've 
studied any well, Greek. Well, I'm talking. I okay, they're using but the I, Greek sound. Phyro, sigma, tau, upsilon, uh, zi, well, and omega, I think, are the last few. All right. Well, I'd they're using beta, alpha, theta, delta, gamma, and then they're using beta, alpha, beta, alpha, theta, delta, gamma is five. So sigma was – I always thought sigma was the sixth level of intelligence, but my daughter who passed argued over me because I said sigma dal because of me going out of body, and that was – the transference of the energy for the seven was sigma dal. But because everybody's already adopted in the universe in this in this reality, the internet uh, accepted Dr. Bruce Lipton on tau, T-A-U, for the tubules and the study of the brain. We're, I think I will do like my daughter said, sigma should come first. No, sigma should, should dal. She was right, T-A-U. Because I always thought tau because of my Eastern belief system and the meditation of TAU as Tao, as the Buddhist, me being a bodhisattva returning until everybody ascends with me in my reality, right? So for Ascension Age, an Ascension Center, and a spoke life, you know, to bring it together. But we're going to do six and seven. Well, you're actually a smart guy on this stuff. So we have seven levels, but we're going to add those with you, Michael. So whatever you have above the seven universes. So I'm going to go on uh, Omniversity with Alfred Lambermount Weber on the 15th, I believe, and we will talk more about today's radio show. I'd like you to come with me, Michael. Uh, I asked Janet Carolesson of Ascension Age, Ascension Center Hawaii to set that up for me because I was trying to talk to Alfred on Skype, and uh, she said she'd try to contact him on her phone. And she got him, and uh, he wants to talk about his books. So he's going to come on our show over here, Michael, one day. We'll interview him. Okay. And he is uh, he's a really intelligent guy in Canada, but he represents Canada with our ACO and our Ace Folk Life and the Authors Club. Now, what else do you have that we should talk about? Because it's very important that we understand this colony of unintentional and intentional are what we call avoidance and attraction energy, positive and negative. Because, you know, you talked about we're always warring on the planet, but that was always Zinzu, the art of war that they used in political science. Known folks, I'm not making this up. This is in historical fact that there's always the art of war because as long as you've got two sides fighting against each other, you've always got something to gain. Okay, positive, negative energy. In math, you start with zero. You've got positive one and negative one, right? So go ahead. I'll let you talk. I was going to say, uh, you were mentioning Sun Tzu and the Art of War. I've read, I think I've got a copy of it here somewhere if I dug around long enough to find it. But uh, George Orwell in 1984, he he made a very similar statement that uh, the war doesn't necessarily the war doesn't necessarily have to be real, and it's designed to keep uh, the civilization, at least in his novel, at the point of poverty. Just, uh, you know, it said the war doesn't even have to be real. It just it just makes sure to use up uh, product to keep people on the edge of uh, 
poverty and to keep uh, their national spirit alive. Something along those lines. I don't remember exactly how Orwell phrased it. I would have to find my copy of the book and find part of it. Well, do, because that sounds exactly like the philosophy on this planet that's been empirical according to the Anu that was Anu or those from the heavens came, Anunnaki. And a lot of people don't like that word because they don't understand it, nor are they learned or read up on that. doesn't mean everybody, folks. I'm not talking Trumpisms like, well, nobody do this. I'm not saying that because everybody that I talk to do know about the Anunnaki and the stories of those from the heavens came. And those were large people, gods, and some call the watchers the giants that when the Anu um, uh, Enkilil, you know, that fight, you may know the history. It was uh, kept over in Iraq in a Persia, Persian Empire first, and they gave out all of that energy of world religion. So everything we've got all the way up to the Constantine, Constantinople, and uh, fighting with the, you know, Emperor of Rome and, you know, uh, Protestant versus Catholicism, all of that through history and Britain. You know, where the the queen tells her, Prince Charles, you know, he says that one of the problems meeting women is I keep meeting the wrong ones, mommy, because, <laughs> because you kept meeting Catholics. And he is a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant for the Queen of England, you know, so, you know, she says, we'll do better. <laughs> do better. <laughs> you know? So it's one of those things now in America, and we still have Catholicism, we still have the Protestants. Here in America, but we also have adopted all of the Abrahamic faiths because we had so many Muslims move into the, our country that we weren't accustomed to. I grew up, I never knew a Muslim, okay? I just didn't, uh, not till I went to University of Alabama and then met Nicholas uh, Mustafa Nicknafs, who was from Iran. Now, my aunt worked for the, Iran, the Shah of Iran when they were trying to Americanize uh, Iran. And she met him here in Florida at the airport, and I saw pictures of her because I loved her so much. It was my grandmother's sister, Aunt Inez Smith, Florence Smith. And so she worked for the Air Force and met the Shah of Iran that came over. But that changed reality because some of the old guys, the guys of the old world in Iran and Iraq, wanted to keep the old religions alive. And they stopped the Americanization from what I remember as a child. Now, that's not historically correct. That's just what I remember in my head, opinion-wise. But I like what you said, the art of war quotes. The supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. Or if you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. Let your plans be dark and impenetrable as night. And when you move, fall like a thunderbolt. Now, folks, we're going to return if the uh, Lord willing and the creek don't rise, according to Pastor Woods here. Pastor Woods, you must have gone to college for religion and philosophy so you could meet me and make today an oracle happen. What do you think? Well, it, it worked, apparently. I've been, we I've covered the airwaves, the, didn't we? Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed... Uh, Enjoy the time today. Look forward you to did? doing this again maybe next week if you want me back. I'll be glad to come back next week. Well, will you keep exploring? Is the Internet conscious for me? Uh, yep, I'll do the best I can for you. 
Okay, and I'd like you folks to buy that book to help Bill out. He could sure use the money. All my artists and authors are starving. And if you like the ad, uh, I've got some pictures here. Uh, we're going to make G-Clays and sell them to make money for our organization to have our convention and meet other authors and other artists in Tennessee up there where the directory is. And we hope to do it, if not this year, next year. But he's just getting started now, and he'll have to plan his time off to be running it and taking the money at the door. <laughs> All the money we're going to make at this annual convention. But until then, we may do a webinar if you want to learn some things, our seminars, our workshops, or something online other than this radio show. And then I'll come back and do you guys some free readings that like to – is my uh, feedback or intuitive or life coaching. I still, I wrote the book uh, Ace Folk Life for those of you that want to be a life coach uh, by T.J. Morris. And uh, his artwork, uh, right now, is there any you can? I don't want to sell your originals. I want to get your catalog numbered and make G-Clays. So I don't really want him selling his original, but you can at least look at it on blogtalkradio.com forward slash T.J. Morris. Come to this show, and in it, you're going to see some pictures. And he did an artist rendition of a very famous painting of the Sphinx in front of the pyramid in front of the moon. Now, do you know the name of that? I know you're not ready for this, but I do know you, it's on here. But I'd like to make a G-clay of it on today's show, and that will be the first one we'll start with. If you want, If you're a pyramidologist, you should have this, or if you love the moon, if you're into the moon goddess like me. For you goddesses out there, all you goddesses listening, uh, we know it, it's going to run about $100 right now uh, based off of the minimum we can get it because that's wholesale pricing at 300 But we're going to try to get you a GKLA, but uh, hopefully it'll be a 16 by 20 we're going for instead of 8 by 10 So we're going to try to get the best okay, price we can. The pyramid, that's actually 12 by 12. The actual canvas oh. is 12 by 12. Oh. Is that a 12 inch by, how does that work? It's a 12 inch by 12 inch canvas. Can we blow it up any bigger or we're stuck with that size? Well, on I can the G it. Well, uh, what we need to do is get it cost effective for the Ace Folklife Society and to use that. But, you know, that, can you also do, uh, uh, maybe let's find out because you're just now getting us quotes from Memphis area or Nashville area for G clays out of Tennessee because we'll have to ship the drop ship those. I don't we can't put them we can put them through Amazon but it'll probably be too costly. So we may have to drop ship those. I, I can do it here. I can bring them here and do it across the street. But people, you're going to have to pay UPS and FedEx. But we'll talk about that off air. We'll get all that together, folks, as the directors and uh, the convention. But he does have the convention logo, and he's going to paint that up, make it an original, right? And we're going to do those plus sign uh, pens again, folks, from back 10 years ago to celebrate 10 years uh, that we had in Vegas, Las Vegas. Those plus sign pens that were going for 850 apiece. They're probably up to 15 now if you want the folk life. If you're an artist or author 
uh, and you've been in the Internet, social media free all these years, it's not free anymore, at least everything you put. Sure, it doesn't cost you to go in, but you're paying for your phone, your smartphones now and the apps and whatever you use, and then you have to buy product. And so we're building product made in the USA. And is there anywhere – I don't know where we're going to put Made in USA, but we'll try to get it. It won't be on the little pins. They're too small. And the cheapest price I got for our association, uh, Michael, was out of Vegas. They made those because they had so many uh, conventions and groups coming there, you know, like a pin that was Plisoin. But if you can get it that, that when you make it, because uh, we'll we can't get enough pixels. And I don't have the original artwork anymore. I'm sorry, folks. I lost it when the computers blew up, and, uh, you know, it's just the way it is. Uh, they took it. The guy, uh, it was Carla Ruckert out, uh, with uh, the Law of One in her recipe books, Carla Ruckert and me and, uh, in Kentucky, and we started this whole Universal Ascension Age together. Back in the day out of the University of Kentucky with a lawyer and a guy from the old um, – anyway, it's a long story. We'll tell it later. But Car you remember the name Carla Ruckert, uh, R-U-C-K-E-R-T, Carla. And uh, Jim – what was Jim's name? Hell, I don't remember. Uh, God bless you all. We're just going to get off here now. And, you know, you've done a good job for your first show, Michael. I applaud you. You hung with me really well. I'll get feedback and let you know what people said. I doubt you're fired because <laughs> we need leaders, man. Well, we need leaders. What? I said, I hope I'm not fired. <laughs> you're, just, you're just warming up, aren't you? You're just getting started. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for helping us launch our Made in the USA today. Uh, Ace Folk Life History and our Ascension Center Ohana and Ascension Center Organization, Ascension Center Network for Janet Carolison and Thomas Anthony Sinisi at Italy, New Jersey and Hawaii. And so all of you out there, whether you're in you know, the United States or outside, you're still our friends with uh, TJMRCT Radio. And you can find my Facebooks. We have ACO, ACOY, ACO. Florida, we're going to have ACO. Well, he's going to handle Ace Folk Life in Tennessee, but he's in our UFO group too. So we're, he's going to do a lot of things. We're going to have high expectations or none at all because here we're going to do unconditional love, and I'm going to do better at not judging people, honey. I promise I'm not going to judge people because that's not what Jesus would do. So what would Jesus do, right? Jesus is our Lord and Savior on earth. It is the mantra and the name for all of those that follow uh, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. But I am a universal life minister, so I have to say metaphysically that I am about all consciousness, all universal life as a, a mantra for the spiritual essence that we all are. Our spirits come down as just a file to go back up to our soul. But people want to believe while we're here we're, that because of that spirit, we have a soul inside our meat suits walking around, you know, our humanoids. So this is now the great play, planet that has the great problem of solving, universally speaking, in quanta is does the universe 
have a soul because there's so many universes out there. We've told you of seven of God's plan, good on delivery. I told you Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Foxtrot, right? Or what we call red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, right? The seven colors of the rainbow. That's his favorite number. It's also the favorite seven universes. And we have the seven levels of heaven, and we have the seven levels of hell. <laughs> so that is the positive and negative. It's just words and mantras we use. And we're going to be doing Tantra, but we're also going to do Tarot and the archetypes of how we live on planet Earth and other universes. So thank you, Michael Woods. You did a great Pastor Woods on Sunday. He's, uh, go to pastors.com if you want to look at uh, pastors.com and also look at Modesto, California, Universal Life we promote. And right here, Michael will be helping us with Ace of Oak Life. Now we have right now, I have one big database, acotbp.com. I know that's hard to remember, but say ACO for the acronym for Ascension Center Organization, our American Communication Online, our Alien Contact Organization, ACO. Then put TV after it, and P is for People, Production, and Press. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ascension Center, Ascension Age, Ace Folk Life, Smithsonian, Teresa J. Morris, Church of Ohana, Michael Woods. Tennessee, Florida, USA, Made in USA, TJ Morris, ET Radio, ACO Press Club, TJ Thurman Morris. So that's our keywords for today. Look at Michael's uh, advertisement. Now, Michael, you will at least put us on social media, right? On your oh, Facebook yeah. page. Oh, yeah, it, yeah okay. sure. All right. Now, tell people, uh, because we're going to have, uh, I'm going to give you the company uh, email, but uh, people, Facebook. Where are you on Facebook? Uh, you can find uh, well, my personal page, of course, is under my name. And you can, if you want to see my artwork alone, just go to uh, Artistic Impressions by Michael on Facebook. It's a uh, it's a page, or you know, it's, it's just like it, follow it, and you can see everything I have done over the course of the last almost five years now. All right, thank you, Michael. Thank you, everybody. God bless you. Uh, you know, look after yourself. The Ascension Age is all about the energy and where it goes. We don't care what you believe. Just believe in something. But, uh, you know, God is real as we are. And I know that I didn't make the trees and the planet. Uh, did you? If you didn't, then, you know, all this is beyond the uh, point of light out there just because big bang and we do have faster than the speed of light but that's another story and we'll be writing those stories by monthly and uh he's going to give us the reason why it's every two months because we're going to write monthly articles online we're going to gear back up for our promoting of the ace folk life and the ascension center ascension church ohana ascension center organization and we'll get all our artists and our historians all at Mid-South Conference uh, in, Mem- in Tennessee and meet you there uh, a- annually. And then we'll have our own booth and we'll promote our books for our authors and our art. Thank you, Michael. I look forward to uh, the next – oh, we're going to do Thursday together, aren't we? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll be back Thursday, folks. If you can make it, but you work during the week, I'm, I don't want to burn you out. 
I'm yours from six to eight. Wow. Okay. Well, folks, just come back Thursday show then, six to eight, same time, same station, TJ Marcy, T Radio. We don't know what we have in store yet because we haven't talked about it, but hey, we're showing up and doing our part. Okay. So be in our communication, be in the conversation, talking about how all of us are holding the line in the middle between the right and the left, the good, bad, and ugly, so to speak. And we'll hold our conversation, and we invite you to call in. So, Michael, maybe one day we can have a call-in show, too. So, love and light, everybody. Thank you, Michael. Out of here. See you uh, Thursday, Michael. Thank you for helping us today, Director. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Thank you very much. Say the bluegrass trains are coming from Beaverdale down to Alabama. The bluegrass trains are coming. Bluegrass trains are coming. Long, long train running. It's a song. Lester Flat and Earl Scruggs, Ralph Stanley, Kevin Hugs, the bluegrass trains are coming. From the o-